Sorry, I've had a text message come up, and it's a fraudulent one. HSBC, a payment was attempted from a new device. If this was not you... Oh, yes, See, now's your moment. Now's my moment. I don't... I. I don't have any account with HSBC. This is it, ma'am. Let's, um, let's, you've got to do the bad reply. You've got to say something bad to them. Get some swear words in there. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, I mean, obviously, we, we were here and ready to start the podcast, but I have been texted by some fraudsters. Now, I've, um, we talked about this on the show before. I, I've been told off by my other half, Katie, for sending foul-mouthed responses to these things. Because uh, she thinks it's going to uh, give them more info on my number and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I can't resist it. I feel like you can't leave that unanswered. Do you know what I mean? So, beginning of the podcast here, we're not on air, so I could be found mouthed. But maybe I need to come up with the best insult that could still just about keep me my job. Okay. Chuff off. Chuff, that's a, I've not heard that one for a little while. I say, uh, working men's club classic, <laughs> that one, isn't it? Ooh, chuff off, get off the chopping phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a possibility. Okay. What else? Um, what about a good old dad, dad one like your big Wally? Get lost with cloth ears. I like that. What about Alf Stewart style uh, neighbours uh, home and away? Oh yeah, rack off you hoon. Rack off you hoon. Hoon. Uh, that, yeah, that sounds good. Well, I'm going to go with that then. I used to do that all the time, didn't they? Um, in Neighbours, in Home and Away, and also Round the Twist, if you remember that programme. Oh, what a show that was. Lived in the lighthouse. But they always go like, wreck off Fabiano. Wreck off Fabiano. Um, what have you said to him? Rack off you what? Rack off you going. It's a typo. Oh, my. It's absolutely <laughs> it's ruined it. correct. <laughs> You've it lost is. all gravitas with them now. Bush and Ritchie with Wednesday's No Repeat Guarantee. This is Home Time on Absolute Radio. It's time to do battle once again. Today's match is plasterers versus carpet fitters. It's to Group B in our trade Euro Championships. Right now on the Home Time Show, we're trying to find out what trade is the best, but in the format of an uh, international footballing tournament. Uh, two trades that are looking for their first points. Uh, at the very bottom of Group B, it's got to be honest with you, it's plasterers versus carpet fitters. Uh, let's speak to the plasterers first and say hi to Alan. Alan, where are you calling from? Uh, Warrington, mate. Chasha. Uh, Alan, uh, you were part of uh, a mob? Uh, well, actually, no, not a mob. That sounds rather aggressive. <laughs> are you a sole trader or you uh, work for a company? Yeah, I'm sole trader and uh, what was subcontracted out to some big housing companies. Brilliant. Give your business a bit of a shout. Uh, AB Plastering, uh, Warrington-based. Good lad, you feeling confident today? Yeah, very. Okay, well, let's see who you're up against. Representing the world of carpet fitters, hello, Drew. Hello, how are you doing? Drew, just to be even-handed, are you in the mob as well, or are you uh, also a, a sole trader? A sole trader, sub subcontractor. Okay, give yourself a shout-out. That's uh, Choice Carpets of Shirehampton in Bristol. Fantastic. Madfrit, good old Shirehampton. Well, you guys are going to go head-to-head. You've got 20 seconds to tell the world whilst, why your trade is the best and your opponent's trade is the worst. So let's get ready to go. Uh, Alan, your task, 20 seconds. Uh, I'm just looking at the uh, the king of the stopwatch. He's got it already. Your task, 20 seconds to tell us why plasterers are better than carpet fitters and your time starts now. Now, plastering is a form of art and skill from both internal and external work which can make a home being the biggest change Mentally and physically draining, as we don't stop when we are tired, but only when the job is complete. We're the hardest working trade with most reward. Uh, one of the oldest trades also, 
Yes, Frank Sinatra and Sean Connery would also spread. We don't just look our feet down. Time's oh. up, time's up, time's up. Can wow. we just clarify that? Are you saying that Frank Sinatra and Sean Connery were plasterers before they were famous? Yes, I am. That is amazing. We don't have the paperwork to prove it, but if that's true, that's surely got to help you to the three points. Well, Drew has been quietly sat there listening to that. Drew, it's your turn now to go back at Alan the Plasterer and tell him why carpet fitters are better than plasterers. Your 20 seconds start now. Carpet fitters are obviously better than plasterers. We uh, we talk with more than three syllables. Um, and also we tend to clear up uh, before and after we do a job. And obviously, obviously plasterers are a little bit childish. They still like to play with muck like little kids do. So, uh, we he got a few good jabs in then, didn't he? He got some jabs and he didn't go for any famous people, which is interesting. Uh, a good battle, though. Really good battle. Another absolute... We've had some real classics in recent days. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Say say cheers to the pair of you, so no hard feelings. They're all friends at the end. <laughs> so over to the home time listeners now. Which, uh, which trade put their point across the best? and will be victorious in this Group B clash. Uh, is it plasterers and Alan, or is it uh, Drew and carpet fitters? Vote now at Absolute Radio, or drop us a text, 8 12 15. It's the Trade Euro Championships. We're about to jump on Google and check out about Frank Sinatra and Sean Connery. <laughs> Plasterer Alan leaving us with an unbelievable cliffhanger at the end there, uh, claiming that Sean Connery and Frank Sinatra were plasterers before they got famous. Now, I've gone to the online font of all knowledge, Google, because, to be quite frank, I doubted Alan. I think I was pretty obvious with that. I 100% doubted Alan. <laughs> was Sean Connery a plasterer? Before taking the nation by storm during his time as James Bond agent 007, Sean Connery worked as part of his brother Neil's plastering contractor firm in Edinburgh. OK, I'll take the Sean Connery one because he's kind of gritty. you got that feeling he was brought up on the mean streets in Scotland. But Frank Sinatra, he doesn't look like he's been near a trowel in his life. Was Frank Sinatra a plasterer? Frank Sinatra, possibly the most famous face on the list and arguably one of the most famous Hollywood stars of all time. But before he did things his way, back in the 30s, he, he was a plasterer's no. assistant. And in fact, his first wife, Nancy, was the daughter of a plasterer too. Uh, the source of this is a blog on the British Gypsum website. So Imagine um, for, you, you, your lounge has been plastered by Frank Sinatra. Can you imagine Frank quiet. Sinatra turned up in overalls with a ciggy behind his... You know, a pack of royals and a ciggy behind his ear. He'd be a tradesperson you'd happily listen to uh, sing while they do their work. Oh, imagine that, his voice of an angel. <laughs> so this, I think this is the thing here then, you know, going forwards in this tournament, as we've had some amazing battles so far in the Trade Euro Championships, if you're in a trade and, and you want to come on and represent your peers, you're going to need to dig deep and find a famous person yes. that, that has done your line of work. I mean, you know, Drew the Carpet Fitter, are there any famous people who were carpet fitters beforehand? Kanye West, imagine that, if he did carpets. Got plenty of time for them to come forward. Uh, this text here says, from Dave, Bush and Ritchie, got to be carpet fitters, they are the best by far. Plasterers get more on the floor than they do on the walls, and it gets painted over. There's no wow factor until carpets are fitted. They are the best. <laughs> but at the moment, you need to get voting on this if yeah. you are pro-carpet fitter, because the plasterers currently have it at nearly 70% of the vote. Now, one of the strange aspects about the vote today, we can't get away from this little side issue that was introduced to us by Plasterer Allen as he was trying to pitch for his business uh, about the famous people that have been plasterers. Sean Connery, Frank Sinatra, <laughs> Rob's calls. Got another one to add to the list, Rob? Yeah, Eddie the Eagle. He's uh, he's been on DIY SOS loads of times for um, plastering. 
So was he a plasterer before he got into jumping skiing, whatever it is it's called that he did? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he did the skiing first. I'm not 100% sure. I just remember him being on the iOS talking about it. Rob, so I've gone funny. on to Google like I did with Sean Connery and Frank Sinatra. Do you know what? I've done Eddie the Eagle and then it tries to complete the sentence. It actually put up plasterer before it put up movie. Oh, my <laughs> word. So there's another famous plasterer going on. Yeah, there you go. Where will this lead us next? I think it's going to lead us right to the top of the celebrity pyramids. Elton John used to be a plasterer. The Trade Euro Championships is in full effect. We've had a belter of a match on for you tonight in Group B. Alan the Plasterer versus Drew the Carpet Fitter, and you've been voting in your hundreds. Uh, yes, and an important match for both the Plasterers and the Carpet Fitters because they haven't got any points in the tournament so far, but one of them is about to pick up their first points of the tournament uh, with 70% of the votes tonight, and it turns out Eddie the Eagle, Sean Connery and Frank Sinatra <laughs> amongst their alumni. Congratulations, Alan. And the plasterer. Uh, cheers, thanks a lot. How does it feel to put the first points on the board for not just yourself, not just your company, but for all the plasterers in the United Kingdom? Oh, it's good to have uh, a lot of plasterers behind us in the plasterers talk group. So uh, it's nice to nice to grab the three points. <laughs> uh, what, what is the nickname for plasterers? You know, like you call electricians Sparkies and carpenters Chippies. What, what's the plasterer nickname? Uh, spreads, uh, mudslingers. <laughs> is that right? All right, then. OK. <laughs> uh, well, well done to all you spreads. Yes, go on the spreads. Give a, can you give a, the group a quick shout-out, if you will? Yeah, go on. It's Plasterers Talk Group on Facebook. Uh, best best group on there for all the Plasterers. Great oh, lads. So you've got your own Facebook group that you do, like, plasterer jokes and stuff on there. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Insider trading. Yes. It's all making sense now. Well done, all of you. Bit of breaking news on our street. In fact, our little street's Facebook group. You've got a little group for your street? <laughs> That's great, these, aren't they? We've got dead fox. Fox dead on the side of the road. Uh, maybe it's the one that did the pill on our doorstep. It's kind of karma. But uh, I just wonder, what is the protocol when you've got a dead fox? Do you, like, have a blanket? Do you do prayers? Do you bury it? Take it off and bury it? I think you have a sad moment, and then I would imagine it's one for the council, isn't it? Hey, what, they've got, like, a team that come and do that? Uh, hopefully in a nice, tasteful way. Wowee. Well, look, the thought, this, is, this is breaking news. Everyone's talking about it at the moment. As we speak on our uh, street Facebook group, uh, if you've got news in your local neighbourhood, maybe you're part of a Facebook group or local news page, what is the latest thing, even if you've just seen it out of your window, the latest thing that's happening? Richie, have you got any news in your neighbourhood? I do. From, from our road, we have one from our road. I have to say, it's a little bit more exciting than the dead fox. Fair enough. It's, uh, I, I thought I've provided the base and everything can build on that. Free beer. I have booked free beer for our street party with a full keg of Peroni. Sorry, are you, is this you? No, no, no. no. It's a, a gentleman called Phil. Oh, it's not me. Oh, Trust no. me, I wouldn't be <laughs> I was gonna say. a keg of free beer for everyone else. <laughs> Why is he doing a party? Why in particular that date? 31st of July. What's that, though? Well, it's the end of the month. It's uh, summer holidays and hopefully uh, end of restrictions-ish. What's his name, this fella? Phil. He's a nice bloke, and isn't he? He's a very nice bloke. What a lovely guy. Nice Phil. 88 pints in a keg. That is, that's going to be one hell of a Better day around at, at your cul-de-sac. <laughs> What's it called? It's a close. close. It's not a cul-de-sac. Uh, Green says, there's a baby goat running up and down my street. He lives in the house opposite mine. Peter's tweeted to say, squirrel caught by a dog. 
dog freaks when it actually caught it. Dog ran away. Squirrel lives. This is live from South East London. Lucinda says that their face group, uh, Facebook group for their street is moaning about the length of grass on the green. People are saying their toes are getting wet in the dew, wondering when it's going to be cut. Breaking news in your local neighbourhood. I, I love this. The thing with these Facebook groups that you get for various streets, when a street manages their own Facebook group, you do sometimes get into fake news territory. Yes, people go a bit early with yeah. stuff. Lindsay says a neighbour on our estate Facebook group announced that our lovely postman had died. <gasps> that is sad. Uh, cue lots of tears and donations, only to be told the following day he is in fact not dead. Yay! What a roller coaster of emotions. It's almost a biblical thing in terms <laughs> of coming really back, is. rolling away that stone. Claire says derelict phone box turned into a bug hotel and filled with pollinator friendly plants. Most exciting thing that's happened for ages. That's nice. That's amazing. I think she lives in my old hometown of Brixham in Devon, which is a great thing. Frank says. Green recycle bin not emptied yesterday. <laughs> Council came today with a mini refuge truck. Never seen one before in the village. Amazing. It's all going on. Love this text. Nosy neighbour, uh, 95-year-old Ken, phoned the police to report a motorbike being stolen from a neighbour and loaded onto the back of a lorry, only to find that a poor passing biker had broken down and his bike was being recovered. Two police cars and an unmarked car dispatched to sort it out. <laughs> uh, Dan says someone in our town is going on Love Island, so like genuine news there. Wow. Now, local celebrity in the making? Maybe not. Uh, we've got Helen on the line right now. Helen, what's the breaking news around your neck of the woods? My breaking news is in Portslade, in East Sussex. They have come and cut the grass on all the verges, but then they didn't take the clippings away. They sprayed them around with a leaf blower, and people are raging. Oh, where's this grass been getting then? I bet it's gone everywhere. Oh, it's all people's bins, walls. There's loads of pictures of people's cars with grass cut in. It's it's everywhere. This is astonishing. As an ex-ground staff myself, <laughs> I can't believe that someone's gone around mowing but without a hood picking up the clippings and has then <laughs> spread the cuttings around. That's outrageous. <laughs> yeah, a leaf blower just liberally blowing it around and, as you can imagine, everyone is raging about this. So people are absolutely fuming in Portslade right now. They are. There is a lot of anger about grass clippings. Lovely to speak to you. That's brilliant. Nice one, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Helen. No worries. Uh, we had one earlier on uh, from Helen who was talking about the uh, the grass clippings in Portslade. She was outraged. Uh, there's been a comeback tweet here saying, leaving grass cuttings behind is normal practice because the clippings rot and feed the growing grass. Oh, okay. However, leaf blowing them... Is madness. That does seem like madness. Yeah. That's the inciting factor here. We've got Lauren on the line. What's the breaking news in your neighbourhood, Lauren? Well, we have these two little partridges that wander around our little area, but we kind of back onto some woods, which is in between two estates. And we haven't seen them for a few days, and all the neighbours were worried and talking about it on the group. And they turned up in our garden the next day with 11 babies. Oh, oh wow. wow. That must be so cute. It must be like one of those old Disney movies where all the little birds kind of uh, hang out in the trees together and stuff. Well, we get quite a lot of birds around here, so it is rather lovely like that. Apart from the cats, we're quite worried about the cats and the grids at the moment. There must be there must be a lot of chatter on the cat Facebook group. The cats amongst themselves saying, you're not going to believe what's going on in garden down the road. <laughs> Eleven baby partridges. <laughs> this woman keeps getting in our way. <laughs> so uh, are you going to name them or anything, or what have they been up to? They've literally just been, everybody's been posting in when they've been popping into guard, various gardens, and the area's kind of about a three-mile radius, so... They've probably been about half a mile away from where we think they're roosting. Wow. So every time someone sees them in the garden or 
try to bury into the dirt next to uh, to get some bugs out for the babies, then they, they post on the local group. This feels a little bit like Home Times just turned into Spring Watch with <laughs> Michaela Strachan and uh, Chris Packham. I kind of like it, though, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll take that, I'll take that. It is our midweek games night. Uh, a chance for you every week to play a little game. We put pressure on ourselves to come up with a fresh game every week we for, do it you for you guys. We do it for you. Always brand new game. And this week, we have a game for you. It's called Panorama. Richie and I are going to flick through the business section of the phone book. We'll shout stop wherever the page lands is the line of work that we're going to make a call to. Correct. Now, this call is interesting because what we're going to do, we're going to phone up a business. Richie and I then are going to try and sneak in as many puns about that line of work as we possibly can without being found out or when the phone call runs its normal course. (laughs) Which could be quick. Could be real, real quick. You guys get to guess before we make the call how many you think punsters like myself and Richie are going to be able to sneak in there collectively as a group and then we'll see what happens when we make the phone call. Uh, So, first natural step is for us to uh, find out uh, a line of work. Yes. Now, this is interesting because you did rip a phone book in half not that long ago. They're not as big as they once (laughs) used to be and particularly when you're then going down to just half of the book for the business section. Um... So say stop quickly. Pretty quickly. When I flick. Okay, you ready? Right. Give me, okay. Can you give me a countdown, though? Okay, so here's the book. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, that wasn't That wasn't it. it. That wasn't it. <laughs> so are you ready? Yeah. I'm going to flick in three, two, one. Stop. <laughs> okay. Quite near the start. Uh, garden centres. Ooh, been to a few of them during lockdown. They kind of kept us going a bit, haven't they? Garden yes. centres. So we're after puns that, that are something to do with, like, plants and pottery and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So, uh, your help would be good on this. Someone planted your number in my pocket. Alison Cornwall says, pretty fly for a cacti. Very good, very good. Uh, Phil in Farnborough says, how about you ask them, uh, have they been around for a while? while?" And they reply saying, you seem to be well rooted. That's good. Julie says, hi, I bought some perennials a week ago and I can't start fidgeting. Do you think I have ants in my pants? Oh, no, plants. Whoops. (laughs) Need to do a bit of work on that. <laughs> let's probably, not use that one. Let's not use that one. The whole point is that we've got to try and sneak these in when we call the garden centre so they don't realise that we're punning them secretly. Uh, Craig, you got one for us? So you can always ask them if their favourite film is Back to the Fuchsia. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> I'm not entirely sure what a fu- what is a fuchsia. It's a type of flower. Is it? Yeah, it's a flower. Craig, where'd you get this incredible knowledge of uh, not only flowers but films but garden centres from? <laughs> Um, I actually made that very joke in the garden centre myself. Yeah. Oh, Craig, I Quality, love this. Brilliant. This is what I need to hear for confidence, because I have to say, I'm a little nervous. Where, where did that, how did that go down for you, then, when you were in the garden centre? Talk us through when you made that gag. Well, so, it was, I was there with my, um, my partner, my kids, uh, my partner's sister and her bloke, and I just said to him, look... My favourite film is Back to the Future, as I had my Back to the Futures. Oh, even better. Physical comedy. And how many laughs oh, yeah. were there? Just the one, but it was worth it. Oh, it was worth it. I appreciate that. How many, how many punches do you think Richie and I are going to be able to sneak in? Richie's a bit nervous. I'm feeling a bit bolder about it. What do you reckon in one phone call? Oh, well, I reckon if he, get, if he mentions a few hoes and things like that, I reckon about seven. OK, fair enough. <laughs> A little bit blue, but we'll give it a go. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. Brilliant. Cheers, Dan. Right, you're way more confident than I am, so you can go first if and when they pick up. Let's do this. All right, I'm going to put them through. Uh, we are going to call a garden centre in Tiptree uh, called Perrywood. So, fingers crossed. Here we go. 
Hello, Perry. We're Georgia speaking. How can I help? Hi, Georgia. It's Bush and Richie here from the Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. How are you doing? Hello, good, thank you, yourself? We're good. Uh, we, we're really intrigued about the world of garden centering. How, how do people find out about your business? Is it word of mouth or do they hear about it on the grapevine? Um, to be honest, it's a lot of word of mouth. We get a lot of regular customers come in, but we do obviously a lot of social media as well. <laughs> lovely. And I bet it's busy at the moment, Georgia. The weather's it, blooming marvellous. It's lovely outside, yeah. It has been very busy, which is good. And do you get a lot of new people into gardening at the moment? Do they, do they, do they keep it simple? You don't want to bamboozle them with like too much new information if you just started out in the hobby, I guess. No, we, we've got a lot of how-to guides on our website to help people out. And, um, yeah, I think we've got a lot of lockdown gardeners, so it's good yeah. to keep them interested. <laughs> Do you find that the lockdown gardeners have taken sort of, like, longer to get bedded in as a gardener, or they're, like, quite quick to take it up and learn the learn the trade? I think they've been quite quick with lockdown because it was quite a long time, wasn't it? I think people have just sort of got into it and they've just gone, you know what, we'll just start and see what happens and go from there. <laughs> and just in terms of your place there, a bit of a potted history of it, have you, have you been there for a long time or how's it, you know, how long have you guys been there? I've been there, I've been here for six years, but we've been running for the last 30 odd years, oh, I my think. Words. Wow, yeah. you're not young saplings at this, are no. you? <laughs> and, and can Everyone you, knows their stuff. <laughs> they do. And can you see the kind of green shoots of recovery now as we head towards like more optimistic times? Yes, definitely. Yeah, we're getting a lot very busy, and everyone's just keen to get out in the garden again. Hopefully, the weather will brighten up, and we'll be. Uh, it's out blooming marvelous. It is blooming marvelous. <laughs> uh, listen, Georgia, it was absolutely lovely to speak to you, and give and it one, one more shout about your business. Who are you guys, and where can people find you? So, we're Prairie Garden Centre. You can find us in Kelvedon in Worth. We've extracted ourselves successfully from the call. I think without Georgie from the Garden Centre knowing uh, what we were up to, to be honest with you. Georgie was amazing. Lovely. I, I thought Panorama was a triumph. Um, I'd actually go and visit. I thought it was lovely there. I love her enthusiasm for gardening and all things garden centres, but the, the crucial bit of information is how many puns did we manage to sneak in? Against all odds, eight puns. That's not bad, is it? <laughs> Which is good going. Uh, I think it was Craig we spoke to earlier on the phone. He went with seven. Loads of you have been texting. Do you know what? Of all the texts only one person who doesn't leave their name said that we'd get eight puns they, faith in it overall it was quite a high number in terms of the text so i'm glad that you guys the home time listeners know the mad pun skills that richie and i have ironically the person who said that they'd get eight uh, also suggested we should ask to speak to therese green <laughs> that would have wrapped the call up before we'd even got started Mate, could you do the outro of the podcast on your own, please, today? Because I've made myself look an absolute idiot in front of that fraudster. Do you know what? You've not just affected you. You've actually looked... It's reflected badly on me as well. You're going to need to wait for another scam text and you get a second bite of the cherry. Rack off, you going.